there, I'm Beverly Sartain, and this is the Holistic Coach Legacy Podcast, where you get support in being an impactful and confident coach. In today's episode, we are going to be chatting with Dr. Patricia Adams. Dr. Patricia Adams came to me wanting to include coaching in her successful therapy practice. And so in this episode, we talk through how come she was wanting to add coaching and what coaching has really done for her in her therapy practice. Um, So this is a great episode specifically for therapists, counselors, social workers who perhaps have their own practice and are wanting to hear how coaching may be of service to that practice. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Welcome, Dr. Patricia Adams. So good to be here with you today. Thanks for coming on and connecting with me about you and your awesome business that you have with the the Zeitgeist Wellness Group. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. Awesome. So why don't we tell the listeners a bit about you and your business? We'll start there. Well, I'm licensed in the state of Texas as a marriage and family therapist, as well as a licensed professional counselor. So there I was for many years running my own little private practice, seeing about 28 to 30 clients a week. And I went to this meeting with the Small Business Administration and they said, Dr. Adams, do you know what you can do for us? And I said, I'm a marriage counselor. What can I marriage counselor do other than do marriage counseling, which was what I love. And they said, no, there are business opportunities for you. Would you like to hear more about it? Sounds like a great coaching question, right? Would you like to hear more about it? Yeah. And I said, yeah. <laughs> right. So I went home and I told my husband everything I learned. And he was like, sure, you could be a business owner. And the next day we birthed Zeitgeist just like that. It was such a natural progression to go from thinking about me and my clients to thinking about the industry of psychotherapy. And so we started our business. We called it Zeitgeist Expressions Incorporated in the beginning. And one day somebody said, well, what is that? So then the next day we changed it to Zeitgeist Wellness Group. And it's been that every Mm -hmm. since. So we provide now coaching marriage and family therapy services, social work services, medication management, consulting, and have grown what was an individual private practice into a multidisciplinary outpatient behavioral health and wellness group. That's who we are. And and I still love it. I I still love it every day. I always wake up thinking, what's going to happen today and how am I going to make it work? And that's what I do. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely What do you it. like about that? What do you love about that? It's challenging because there's so many moving pieces. Um, of course, you're talking about counseling, coaching, medication management, case management, We do supervised visitation. So there's so many moving pieces 
And having those many moving pieces, you have to have people in the right places to help you manage that so you can work in your business instead of on your business. And I learned that from um, T.D. Jakes out of Dallas. He would say, if I'm working in my business, I really don't own a business. But if I'm working on my business, then I'm then I'm actually a business. And so I took that to heart. So I spend more time working on the business than I do in the business. It's a great perspective shift to have. Yeah. And, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people that are therapists and counselors. And so, and they're very interested in coaching. So what had mm. you interested in adding coaching to your practice? It's the business side. Again, that multidisciplinary approach. And I just love that. So when I heard about your your coaching container and did some research and I said, that's what I'm looking for. And so we immediately looked at it from a business perspective. You know, how do we build um, a leg of our company around coaching for people who may be wanting to transition into private practice, maybe, or to those who try to transition out to private practice? And because the business does um, state, federal and corporate bids and contracts and certified in multiple arenas, it was like, oh, there are going to be some coaching contracts that come out. So how do we get our hands on those from a business perspective? And so in 2019, right around August of 2019, um, I saw these coaching contracts. I'd heard a lot about coaching and had done some research, but again, you, it has to be the right business time for you to branch into something like that. And then, um, we, we, again, from a business perspective, we saw what corporate clients would pay to have corporate coaches come in and work with their people. And so it was a natural thing to do. And then we met um, in 2020 just to show the progression. And we jumped on board right away with your process. And we, again, when I say we love it, it's so relaxing to be able to sit back in the chair and use those principles, not only with the coaching clients, but to also utilize that with the teams that I work with, whether they're in the practice or outside the practice. So it just, again, just freed me up to be able, again, to work on the practice instead of in the practice. And that's why I love it so much. That's great. So, yeah. Yeah, it it does offer. It, I always love how coaching it offers a lot of creative freedom, and it just makes you start to think about things differently and and bigger, bigger, like a bigger vision. And so I love that you you already have that innately, Patricia, but you then also use the coaching to support yourself in how can we think bigger here. So it's great to hear that you utilized it in such a way. Yeah. And as far as, and you started well, to kind of go into this a little bit, go ahead. Well, the delay hurt me just a little bit. I was waiting, but soon as we got into the process, like you said, that creative thought press started just going even faster just because that's the way the business world works sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so we immediately started, again, being a little bit more proactive, knowing that these state contracts were coming out. And as you know, we've already um, have one that we're bidding on this week that's due next week, and it re it's requiring 10 coaches. Mm 
And so we put the word out. And so those coaches that are out there that are doing independent work, it's also good to know that those of those of us on the business side, they will also be looking for you because you have the certification that says that you are coaching and you know what to do in a situation like this. It's a big project with the state of Texas. And I think there are anywhere from 50 to 100 people that are supposed to be coached and they're wanting them to have like 10 to 20 hours per calendar year. And it's a three year project. So from a business perspective, it's good to know these things on both sides of the chair as I call it, so that you know that, hey, you should also be looking for folks like Bev and I, because we've got a bigger picture vision that we cannot complete by ourselves. We have to have multiple team members in our, quote, coaching corral, if you will. So look for us um, out there to say, what did she say? Let me go do some research on this lady and see how we can connect with her. We'd love for you to do that. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. And we'll definitely put your contact info in the show notes so people can can connect with you there. Um, but yeah, I love just, you know, you have such a great business mind. And that's something I've always appreciated about you is you're doing great clinical work, but at the same time, you have the business piece. And I really resonate with that in terms of coaching. Like I really love doing coaching. And at the same time, I also really love the business piece of, of it. So it's nice to just, you know, banter with somebody that has a similar way of doing things. So um, let me ask you this. What do you feel like have been the main differences between coaching and therapy for you, for you as the person um, holding space for somebody else? It's funny you can say that because I think one time we had a conversation about this and I was telling you about the therapist that I've that, that I've talked to for years, and you know he's just been such a great um, inspiration for me as we transition from him being my therapist and my business coach to you know just a lifelong business coach. And I didn't really see him asking me questions like a business coach until I actually got into coaching myself, and I was like, "But that's what he's been doing all this time." Right? He flipped the switch on me. I didn't even realize what was going on, and so I've had conversations with him about that, and he said, "He he really just started laughing at us." I didn't even really see what was happening. He said, "Well, it was just so natural, you know. Half the time when I'm talking to you, you're coaching yourself anyway." But just to see myself from the inside out going, that's what I really have been doing. And that's what he transitioned me into. That was really good for me to see that I really wasn't waiting for him to give me the answers, that I already had a sense of what the answer was. I just needed to have someone to hold that space for me, as you would say, which I absolutely love the way you say that. That led me to see that I was really doing the work but he was so encouraging and still is encouraging me in the work that I do for myself and for my business. That was huge. The, the freedom that I realized, (laughs) listen, I'm laughing because, you know, we talk every week, um, uh, Michael and I do about the business and life and whatever. And when I realized what was happening, it was like, wow, that's what's happening to me. Um, and so it just made our conversations mm-hmm. even richer and it made my work even richer with people to settle back and see what I was doing and see the deliberacy of what coaching principles do, the questions we ask, the way we, you know, 
engage them in a conversation that it just seems so natural. They don't even realize what's happening. Or at least I didn't realize what was happening. So that was just huge for me to see that. And now we laugh about it, you know, and um, invariably I'll say something and be the time the words come out of my mouth or the next question he's asking is so relevant. It's so powerful. Like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And you just fall right into answering the question that comes from your truth about where you what you're trying to do and where you're headed. So that was just really revealing to me. Um, I think I may have found out probably a month before we actually went into the coaching container, but it was clear when I was in it that, oh my gosh, this is what he's been doing. And this is how I've been re- responding to that. And then mm-hmm. to flip the switch just a little bit with some of my quote counseling clients um, I came a little bit deliberate. I became a little bit more deliberate with them and said, "Hey, do you mind if I treat this as just a coaching process real quick and take you through this in thirty minutes?" And just saw what the difference was for me and with them. It, it made a world of difference for them. And so some of them have actually stopped calling me their counselor and they're paying me as their coach. And that re- that's really nice because they realize we've been in relationship long enough that we can shift to something that's really more active directed, but not overly active directed. Not what we're doing. The process is active directive, but how we interact is not as much active directed because we're not telling them what to do. They like that. Exactly. They like exactly. it a lot. That's yeah. cool. That's great to hear. So long answer. Yeah, I hear like you've been. So- no, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Oh. Yeah, it's great. It's like I hear you felt really empowered by the process um, about realizing that you were coming up with your own answers. That's what I love about coaching, too. It's it's just so empowering to hold somebody resourceful and insightful and, and able to connect with their own inner guidance and wisdom. And so I love that part of it as well. And then it's nice to hear how your therapy clients have... Um, shifted over into coaching and, and what they're experiencing there as well. So yeah, I love it. So how, how do you assess um, when a therapy client might actually now be a better fit for coaching? I'm curious. Great question. They're at the point where they've learned some things about themselves. Uh, they've done some great exercises with me on the three things that happen in therapy, talking about their feelings, their behaviors, and their cognitions. And they're on point with the half a second rule. They've done some introspective, great introspection within themselves about what they can change for them versus what they can't change for and within somebody else. And so that has led me to believe that now you're ready for coaching. And because that foundation is there, which I observed you doing a um, coaching session not too long ago, and that was the first time that I had seen you put an exercise into a coaching um, session. And so I've been doing that over the years with therapy. Here's a specific definitive exercise and it's called the ABCs of change. Very simple, but very, very expansive. And so most of my clients who stick around have done that at least once or twice or through a concept that they're working on. 
So when they really garner that deep in their spirit, like I understand it's my emotions, my behaviors and my cognitions, and they can funnel that information into a counseling session. I said, oh, you got it. You see, again, how your affect affects you and can impact somebody else. So what are you going to do with that? So when they do that and they've got that exercise, they can come into a coaching container easy for 30 minutes and go through a coaching process versus just that kind of whiny, you know, sometimes we might do in therapy. So those were the ones, the first ones that I moved from coaching, I mean, from counseling into therapy and they love it. They also like the the structure of a 30 minute session. And I like the structure Mm -hmm. of that because at the beginning we set an intent that we're going to do something. And by the time we're done, we're going to know, Hey, did we meet your goals for this time that we had today? And how are you going to use that in your next two days or two weeks? And when we come back together, we're going to start that clearing process to see how you did implement that, implement that into your life. They love it versus that open-ended thing that we sometimes do. And my goodness, it's so freeing. Sounds so, what is the word? So cliche is, but it really is freeing to know that in this time frame, you're working on something that you're going to take and move into your space in your time frame. And when we come back, you'll be able to clear that and tell me how that worked or didn't work for you. And we build on that or we pick up the next thing you want to work on. And they're very clear versus this nebulousness about, well, where would you like to begin today? And in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the mm-hmm. end of the call, have we have we met, have we given you something? Have you worked on something that says, mm, I can take this and use it? That's the difference. That's yeah. great. Yeah, people yeah. always ask about the time frame. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, how long is a coaching session? And, you know, I came from substance abuse counselor to coach. And so I was just used to that 60 minute session that you have. But interestingly enough, the longer I've coached, and of course, in the coaching certification program, we focus more on a 30 minute coaching conversation, because that's what the ICF is looking for when they listen to your audio recording um, to grade you for the credential. And so it really helps you get more concise and it helps you get to that agreement and the measure of success and help evoke awareness and then move into facilitating that client growth through actions, planning and accountability. And so you're right. It just makes you so much more focused. Um, and it helps then the coachee be much more focused about what they truly want to get out of the conversation. It's not so open-ended where people don't really know what they're getting, right? It's much more focused on what do you want to get and how can we make sure you get it in 30 minutes. So I like that you can coach 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes. There's some people that coach longer just depending on niche um, and how they work with people. But I really like that you as the coach can also have a say and I like working with people for this X amount of time too. So what do you think about that? I just love that. And I I did a discovery call with someone about a month ago on a business side, totally business going into it. I mean, she was clear, clear, clear. I'm going to give you 15 minutes. And if you want to be in my coaching container, it's $394 an hour. 
Well, I'm looking for something very specific in that. So you better be leave when I walk in at $394 hour that when I come out of it, what she promised me that she was going to help facilitate for me was this. And so that's the thing I also like about coaching. There, there are different types of coaches for different yeah. pieces of pieces of work. And that particular work needs a very left brain. Here's the information I have type of coach in her style. Mm -hmm. But this one with clients is like, they really, they like that 30 minutes to be able to see beginning to end. And they see the concreteness of that. So yeah, I, I didn't have to pay 394. I got what I needed. In 20, <laughs> right. so that was for me. She know what do you call it? She novated or cut the cost because I was in yeah, and out. Right up, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But that's I would great. like to say something to that point about sure. EAP clients. For those of you who are out there and you're ther therapists and you're listening to this, the coaching container for EAP clients is really cool too because their their therapy, their consultation, their interaction with us is very short term. Six sessions sometimes. Eight. Now I've seen some EAPs that refer about twelve sessions, but man, imagine what you can do if you were utilizing these principles with someone who's actually only has a limited number of sessions, and they claim they're looking for something very specific. And here's the ticket: you're not looking for something beyond that. Catch that? Yep. <laughs> Try to hold them longer or take them from EAP into their mental health. Hey counselors use the EAP platform to be a really good coach and help them to know that by the time they're done with their six their eight their 10 their 12 that this is what they claim they wanted to get out of that and move on what do you think the and benefit of that is for the, the they're coach empowered. Mm -hmm. they're empowered you know to to do a good job with them and make sure they get out of what they need and then they can move on. And because we're in the midst of a pandemic, we need to be, need to be honoring of our own holistic mm -hmm. process of being healthy and well, and not just trying to garner as many clients as we can. We can't remember what the last person said because we're doing too much. But if we just stick with that in that EAP space, man, it has been so freeing. We have this amount of sessions, this amount of time. How would you like to utilize them once a month, every other week, once a month? Oh, yeah, you know, that sounds like a really good way to approach this. It just, and then again, it just frees you with that client to help them to get from where they want to be. And they'll feel really good about referring you to their, their companies to say that EAP counselor really stuck in the EAP space. Nice. Wonderful. Well, you have such a, a plethora of knowledge when it comes to the business aspect, right? So if anybody's listening, um, I just encourage you to connect with Dr. Adams because she has just been doing this work for such a long time and she's really become masterful at how to utilize the different resources that are available to her to really build uh, a great practice um, that's providing great services to people. So I always enjoy our conversations because I I just, um, I love your mind. You have a beautiful mind and it's so creative for for serving people and for business. So let me ask you this. Um, what would you say 
that coaching has taught you? Like, what's the number one thing that you would say being coached has taught you? That I can stay in this space a little bit longer. There's a lot of information floating around right now about COVID, about the mental health strain that is putting on the entire country. I've been receiving a lot of surveys from people working on doctorates and nonprofit organizations and the National National Mental Health Institute of Health, um, as well as NIH. Just lots of people asking, well, what is the culture? What is the climate? They're surveying us to see what our mental health is like. And I'm saying coaching has shown me that I can do it a little bit longer. I'm not so stressed. I'm not so overwhelmed by what people are presenting. I can now use the coaching techniques that I've learned to slow down and put them on a track of this big tornado, you know, if you will, but pulling it all the way down to a, to the triangle of that tornado, which is not so wide. It's kind of it's smaller. You know, because it's so big out there. You want to take that triangle and just make it smaller. That's what people need to do. They can't stay in the, the bigness of their stress, the bigness of COVID, the business of all these things that are going on. You got to find a way to narrow it down. And coaching does that. And so that's what I've discovered. I can stay in this space a little bit longer with the tools that I have. And I can transition from being a therapist into being a coach because that space is not so stressful. It's not so overwhelming. Um, and I've been in this space, like you said, for quite some time. So I know the benefits of having a therapist that's been around for a long time. I know the benefits of having a coach that's been around a long time. And my clients will tell you, those who've been with me for a long time, they too know what that's like. And they love the transition from me being, quote, their counselor into the space of being a coach. Um, that's what I've learned. And I love that too, because I feel less stressed in my shoulders. I feel less stressed in my hips. I can see the stress that I was carrying that I didn't even realize I was carrying. And mm -hmm. now it's like, oh, no more of that. I, I won't be carrying any more of those kind of stressors. Um, and that's what I've learned. And I love that I've learned it. And I've learned that I've got a little gray to go with it to prove that, that I was getting it that way. And now I, I feel a lot that's so great to hear. You know, I talked to so many people. I just started a new cohort yesterday and one of the social workers was saying she had basically gotten burned out on social work, you know, so it's just a different way of being with people. And it's this way where we don't take it all on, you know, and it, and you don't get trained to take it on. <laughs> you get trained not to take it on. And that's what I love about it, right? Is that the training is that it isn't your responsibility and that it isn't about you asking the most perfect question, that it isn't your job to get anybody anywhere. It is their job to get themselves where they want to get to. And I love just being a part of that process and that that process isn't dependent on me doing more, being more, saying more, or whatever it is, right? So it's really enjoyable. And it's really enjoyable for me to hear you talk about that right now of how it's allowing you to be in this work 
for for longer. And and thank goodness, because you have so many strengths and skills and resources under your belt to be able to share with people. And so now you can pass it on better because you're not so stressed and and wanting to get away from it, right? <laughs> right. So it's great to hear. And so, what's the legacy you're wanting to to leave, Dr. Adams? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, so I'm into legacy building, and so I've taken my for-profit organization, Zeitgeist Wellness Group. And I've novated 51% of my company to my daughter in love. She's a service disabled vet. She served in the Navy. And so I'm already legacy building with her and my son, who will take over the company in about five to eight years. Uh, one of the people in your new coaching container is my one of my administrative assistants. I have three. <laughs> And so I um, paid for her to get into the coaching container because I just see so much in her that she's just going to grow and grow in our company. And I want her to have some skill sets to be able to do that. She's very excited. I've already referred another one of my mentees that I worked with within my church. And she Mm -hmm. wants to be a young mom, so many strengths, so bright, and be able to work at home. So after just being with her for a year, the coaching opportunity came up. And so I mentioned it to her and she now has quit her job. And she and her husband are just amazing young people. She's like my daughter. And I see her already growing in the coaching space and what she wants to do with young women. She's already a child at Lightham, does work with the state of Texas. And so she sees that. It's an opportunity for her to be involved with stressful situations, but see the coaching as a way of being not detached, but being able to to just protect her own soul in some sense, but just to know how to be with people. So we've done that. And our nonprofit is just getting ready to bloom. So I'll sit in the space of the executive director, clinical director for till I'm about 65 or so. So I've got a couple more years for that. And then um, my daughter will actually take that on because she's going to veterinarian school. Mm -hmm. So we're starting a little bit of division in the nonprofit for dog grooming. So we can already be grooming dogs before she finished veterinarian school in a couple of years. But I'm already growing coaching practices. As you know, I help to grow medical practices from ground up. So coaching has taken this little bitty licensed marriage and family therapist heart and soul into being a conduit for people who don't know what's out there. I didn't either. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that a marriage and family therapist could run a a business. And most of us don't get that in school. So man, we're, we're approaching universities in the state of Texas. And so now that, again, I'm working on the businesses that are in the business, you know, I, I had a conversation with the president of UTSA last year and his wife. And so now I'm going, okay, I am somewhat the SME, subject matter expert, of course, in mental health and outpatient wellness in San Antonio, and I embrace it. I love it. And so COVID gave me that. It gave me a little bit more umph to do that, but it also gave me the the impetus in meeting you to say, okay, how do you protect people who are in this field? 
and give them the, the ability to stay in it longer. So that's the answer to that question. So selfishly, I'm going to ask you if I can join you in a couple more weeks. So here's the, here's the carrot, as they say. I do have a question that I want to discuss, and that is, where do we think in five years that mental health and counselors, if you will, maybe not so much coaches, are going to be if everybody goes home behind the computer? Mm. What's going to happen? to the small business owners who can't find a group of therapists or a group of coaches or a, or maybe a psychiatrist to come alongside their practice and be that voice in the community. If we all go behind the computer, it won't work. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It won't work. So you want to come back and talk about that? I got to talk about it. <laughs> We'll talk about it with somebody else. Yeah, we can talk about it. We will. I want people to see there's some some strength. There is strength. You know, Helen Keller said, together we can, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Mm -hmm. So if we don't start speaking about in this space, you mental health providers out there, you counselors who listen to this Mm -hmm. podcast, who want to go from counseling to coaching, if we don't start talking about right now, where we're going to be in five years because we've all set up these beautiful in-home practices and got our little computers and our little white lights, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Some people still need to stay in the space of group connectivity. Yes, absolutely. So listen, you know how I am. I had to say it to get you ready for our next And I love your passion and I love, you know, how there's always these great ideas and things to talk about. Like, that's what I love about being around you and with you is, is you always have this forward moving energy and thinking, and that's so coaching, right? And so I just, uh, you know, I knew right away that coaching was going to be such a great fit for you and your energy and how you think. Um, And I would love for us to have this discussion. And I thank you so much for sharing your legacy with us. You are already doing it and you have already thought about it and you're already putting it in motion. Um, and just thank you for being the demonstration to people that you don't just have to have a therapy practice, that there's so much more out there and available. We have to open ourselves up to it. We have to open our hearts up to it. And we have to also connect with people and see what the resources are so that we can leverage those resources. You know, so... Any last parting words, Dr. Adams? What a great way to wrap that up. Good. (laughs) You did it. (laughs) Then we shall let it stand and we will, we will chat again. So we'll, we'll put your info in the show notes and please, we would love it if you, you reached out to Dr. Adams, if you have any questions or you want any extra support. Um, if you're somebody that has your therapy practice and you want to expand it in some sort of way, this is the woman to, to talk to about that. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. If there's only one thing that you take from today's episode, I hope it's a better understanding of what coaching can do for a therapy practice And furthermore, just how coaching can be added as an additional service, whether you're doing therapy or not, you might be doing some other type of service. We have people that are consultants or mentors or 
you know, do healing work. And so coaching can be a great additional service and skill that you offer people because it can be included to add to a package and provide even more value so that you can um, get a great return on investment. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Until next time, and remember that holistic coach legacy is truly a path, not a destination. Many blessings to you. Thanks for being with us.